Greetings, friends and brethren in the Lord. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, I have a special message for you today. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I just thank you for this listening audience. Lord, I ask you to cause our hearts to be turned toward you. Lord, I pray that each and every listener would draw near to the Lord. Lord, as the times are getting darker and we know that your soon return is near, I pray each one will come to a place of repentance, that they will draw close to you and desire most of all to walk in the holiness and in the fear and admonition of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's message is as the world turns. Now, growing up next door to my grandmother was indeed a real treat for me. Often in the summer, I would watch her favorite soap operas with her. And of course, as the world turns, was one of the many. There was the edge of night. There was uh, guiding light came a little later. But as the world turns came on each day around 1.30 in the afternoon. And, but by 2010, after 54 years of being on the air, the show stopped airing this most famous soap opera. You know, As the World Turns was the typical soap opera with all of its daily drama of marriage, cheating, divorce, arguments, pregnancies, births, emotional upsets, and whatever else. But I do want to make it clear that I in no way condone soap operas. I was a young child at the time and a young person, and I uh, was not born again at the time. But now, being a Christian, I vehemently encourage Christians not to watch soap operas. But I was thinking about as the world turns now. And I want to share with you a few statistics and commentary written by the editorial team of a new conservative newspaper called the Epic Times. And it's a special series they've been doing on how the specter of communism is ruling our world. So I'm going to be reading some statistics and uh, information from this particular article. So I wanted to make sure that I let you know where this information comes from. But so many things have changed in the last probably 10, 15 years and it seems like things are really rapidly moving. Our world is rapidly turning. Liberal Supreme Court justices have brought a number of consequences to American society that are severe and difficult to remedy. As things stand, the Supreme Court can, through case hearings, order the removal of the Ten Commandments from public schools and spaces, rewrite criminal procedures, raise taxes, recognize the right to abortion and same-sex marriage, allow the publication and display of pornography, and so on. The growing supremacy of the judiciary, combined with the ruling of liberal judges, have, has given the specter of communism an important tool for achieving its designs. So I just want to add 
that I can't tell you how pleased I was to see that Judge Kavanaugh was appointed to the Supreme Court. This is very, very, very important. And it's just so disgusting and disheartening to see what they did to this godly man to try to keep him off the court by putting a woman on the witness stand who was an absolute liar who made up every part of that story. And I'm sorry if you believed her testimony, but it was all a lie. And if you if you take the time to dig into it, you'll find out that it was. Anyway, the 1960s, which I grew up in, was an era of deep transformation across American society. Left-wing students drove the anti, anti-war movement, rock and roll, hippie culture, the feminist movement, sexual liberation, and other anti-traditional currents raising chaos throughout the country. Left-wing students did all of that. The chief justice of the Supreme Court in this period was the liberal Earl Warren. And during Warren's term as chief justice, the Supreme Court made very influential and far-reaching rulings. This included, listen very carefully, this included the prohibition of prayers in public school and the allowance of publications featuring sexually explicit material. In her book titled The Supremacist, The Tyranny of Judges and How to Stop It, scholar Phyllis Schlafly provided statistics showing that from 1966 to 1970, the Supreme Court made 34 rulings that overruled lower-level court decisions to prohibit obscene content. The Supreme Court's rulings were not signed, and majority consisted of just one or two lines. Put another way, even the justices themselves didn't bother to rationalize their decisions. In 1966, Hollywood lifted its restrictions on showing obscene content in film. You know, I kind of wondered when, when that shifted and changed. 1966, a profusion of various types of pornographic works soon followed. And today, they have saturated every corner of society. The First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees freedom of speech. It was intended to mean the right to express political opinions, not to manufacture and disseminate pornography. As the world got ready to welcome the new year on December 31st, 2017, just two years ago, CNN broadcast a piece of footage with multiple shots of a female reporter smoking marijuana. Visibly under the influence, she appeared disoriented and unaware of her surroundings. The broadcast received widespread criticism. In 1996, California became the first U.S. state to legalize marijuana as a prescription drug, and many states soon followed suit. By 2012, Colorado and Washington legalized marijuana for recreational use. 
That is, they legalized drug abuse. I want to stop there for just a second. I'm a medical person. I'm a nurse. And I can tell you that the ramifications of smoking marijuana is not, absolutely not healthy to anyone's lungs. And um, this legalization of marijuana is all about money. It's about greed. It's about money. That's why it's being pushed. That's why it's being promoted. So people can make money and get rich. It's, to me, it's absolutely disgusting. In these two states, Colorado and Washington, planting, manufacturing, and selling marijuana to adults is completely legal. It has also been legalized in California in June 2018. The Canadian government announced that marijuana use would become legal nationwide in the near future. Now, I live in the state of West Virginia, and they uh, are pushing for the medical use of marijuana. But, you know, see, it's just a ruse. Because once you get the medical use, you're going to have the recreational use. And let me tell you, Who's behind this? Take a guess. Take a guess. Who wants to get young people? Doesn't even matter the age. I mean, most older people are not smoking marijuana, but this is, this is targeted to young people. There is an enemy. There is an adversary. His name is Satan. It is a plan. It is a strategy to take down our youth, our young people. This is just a whole strategic plan. And behind it is the spirit of mammon, money, greed. You have to open your eyes. You have to start paying attention to what is going on as our world turns. Now, aside from causing serious damage to the human body, drugs are psychologically addicting. And I just want to say this, if you think that you're going to start on marijuana and you're not going to advance to other drugs, then you are absolutely just kidding yourself. I have heard so many testimonies of people who started with marijuana and then they went on to cocaine, meth, heroin, etc., etc. Once dependent, people can abandon all moral inhibitions in order to obtain more of the drug. On the other hand, those who support legalizing marijuana believe as long as marijuana can can be obtained legally that would be an effective way to reduce drug trafficking which i say to that baloney they say that legalization allows stricter regulation over the drug and accordingly a reduction in drug related crime again i don't believe that either because people can sell marijuana lace it with fentanyl and you know these people die of overdoses By legalizing drugs, many governments anticipate saving billions of dollars in revenue. But it's not hard to see that as greater numbers of people become addicts, lose their desire to work, and suffer poor health, productivity will fall, and the aggregate wealth created by society will shrink. Now, 
you go and talk to anybody, you go and talk to somebody that smokes marijuana all the time. These people have no desire to work. And I assure you, if they're if they are working a full-time job, their productivity, some of these people, I mean, if you legalize it, that means, hey, they can smoke it before they go to work. They can smoke it on their lunch break. I mean, would you want to hire somebody that was smoking pot? Furthermore, judgment of right or wrong shouldn't be based on economic profit, but on divine standards. Traditionally, excuse me, traditional morality sees the human form as sacred and created in divine likeness. In other words, the scripture says that we were created in God's image and in his likeness. Western religions believe the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, while in the East, it was believed that the body could improve through cultivation to become a Buddha or a Tao. Drug abuse, then, is an act of desecration to the body. Let me repeat that. Drug abuse is a desecration to the body. Acting, according to a report by the Los Angeles Times, one of the most important figures lobbying for the legalization of marijuana in the United States is a wealthy progressive. The name is not mentioned. I could take a, I could take a long shot guess. I won't say it on the, on the radio, though. In March of 2017, six senators wrote letters to the U.S. State Department requesting that this individual be investigated for using his foundation to promote progressivism abroad and subvert conservative governments. The legalization of drugs is an additional step in making people lose their inhibitions and cut them off from the divine. As society experiences turmoil and economic downturns, conditions arise for communists to establish political power. Now let's look at legalizing same-sex marriage. The book of Genesis describes the destruction of Sodom. One of the crimes that the doomed city's residents committed was homosexuality. This is the origin of the term sodomy, meaning sexual relations between men. Now, I know a pastor up in the Cleveland area who has a radio program that is heard across the nation. He will not call them homosexuals. He calls them sodomites. Those with basic knowledge of the Bible would know that homosexuality goes against the will of God. Now, I bet you some of the some of my listeners right now, you probably just tune me right off. Just probably shut shut the radio off. But I just speak the truth. So if you don't like what I have to say, you, you don't have to listen. But I, I just teach what the Bible says. In June 2015, the Supreme Court ruled in a 5-4 decision that same-sex marriage is a right guaranteed by the Constitution. 
When the ruling was passed, the U.S. president at the time, who was President Obama, changed the banner on the White House's official Twitter account to the rainbow flag in support of LGBT, now we can add QIA rights. And I want to say something. It disgusts me that they took God's covenant to God's people, the rainbow, to use as their logo and symbol. The Supreme Court's ruling prohibited the 14 states that banned same-sex marriage from enforcing these laws. In August 2015, a Rowan County, Kentucky clerk refused to issue marriage certificates for same-sex couples due to her beliefs. She was later jailed for five days since she had defied a U.S. federal court order to issue the documents. In fact, the court had violated her constitutional right to freedom of belief. When the Supreme Court ruled in favor of legalizing same-sex marriage, former governor of Arkansas and former Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee called it judicial tyranny. Constitutional lawyer and scholar Phyllis Schlafly listed nine methods judges use to undermine social morality. They rewrite the Constitution, censor acknowledgement of God, redefine marriage, undermine U.S. sovereignty, promote pornography, support feminism, handicap law enforcement, interfere with elections, and impose taxes. As of 2017, 25 countries and territories have officially acknowledged or accepted same-sex marriage including developed Western countries such as the U.S., the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Spain, Norway, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Portugal, Belgium, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. This is a disturbing development. The law has the power to reinforce morality or influence its movement in a new direction. To legalize behavior that deviates from traditional moral values is the same as having the government and laws train the people to betray morality and disobey God's commandments. Under the influence of political correctness, criticism of the chaos that our society finds itself in, whether from the people, civil associations, or religious groups in particular, can be easily escalated to the level of politics or law and result in restrictions on free, spree, free speech or other punishments. Now we certainly know about the, the precious lady that owned a floral shop up in the state of Washington who actually uh, had a gay uh, young man working for her at the time. She was actually a very close friend and helped him in many, many ways when suddenly he decided that he was getting married and uh, sued her because she would not do the floral decorations for the wedding. And we know about the baker from Colorado, from Colorado that wouldn't bake the cake for the same-sex marriage. See, these people, these people are being put under pressure. This is not right. And it is judicial tyranny when you have judges 
who will not uphold these people's rights. They have a right to not have to do what their conscience will not let them. The law has been twisted into a means of strangling people's ability to make moral judgments. It is essentially promoting homosexuality and encouraging people to give themselves to endless desire and degeneracy. Now, Isaiah was a prophet 700 years before Jesus was born. And we are currently, right now, today, October 7th, we are currently in the 10 days of awe. And so you're going to ask, what are the 10 days of awe? Well, it's the time between the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. And so the next question is, well, what is that to me? I'm a Christian. Well, it has everything to do with you. Because if you're a Christian, you've been grafted in. And so this 10 days of awe, A-W-E, is a time of personal repentance. Now, as we look at Isaiah chapter 1, if you have your Bible, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. As the world turned for our prophet Isaiah, listen to what he writes. Um, I'm starting with verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. And this is what the Lord speaks. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children, who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. And they have turned away backward. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed up or bound up or soothed with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour your land and your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in the garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have, unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or lambs of goat or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. 
Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Now, I dare say to you, my listeners, if I didn't know any better, I would think that Isaiah was living in 2019 right here in the United States of America because children have become disobedient. They've been corrupted. Um, We have uh, children wanting to be transgender. We have neutral bathrooms. We do not, we're not allowed to call a child by um, um, their gender. We're not allowed to say boy or girl. I'm telling you, this nation has become a sinful nation and it is a people laden with iniquity and just as isaiah said from the sole of the foot even to the head there's no soundness in it see there's no there's no sound wisdom in people today if they don't know jesus i mean they are dark and i mean really dark there's no soundness in. there's no wisdom there's no more moral compass in them but look what isaiah says in that same chapter he says wash yourselves clean wash yourselves make yourselves clean put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes cease to do evil learn to do good seek justice rebuke the oppressor defend the fatherless plead for the widow come now and let us reason together says the Lord though your skins are though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So as our world turns and becomes more corrupt and more dark, there is a way out. It's called repentance. So I'm just encouraging you, if you you know the Lord, take this time. We have a few more days before the Day of Atonement. And... um, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, what is in your heart that needs to, you know, that's needs to be removed or repented of and go before the Lord. And, you know, the, the psalmist said, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. We want a right spirit. We want a clean heart. And Isaiah, even, you know, like I said, 700 years before Christ, he's saying, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow and though they are red like crimson they shall be as wool he knew because he does prophesy about the birth of christ um that there would be this messiah this savior this redeemer of mankind and if you confess your sin he is faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I encourage you today to bow your knee to the Lord, humble your heart, confess your sins, and let him renew and refresh you. Amen. You can go to my podcast, www.pureheart.today, and listen to this podcast again. Now, my podcasts usually run about a week behind, so you won't be able to listen to it tonight It'll, it usually takes about a week before it gets up. But, um, and if you would 
like to support this ministry, I really would encourage you to write me or send an offering to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Well, I bless you. I look forward to being with you next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.